about the wanderers in all gold and black You better retreat cause we're on the attack The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 298 It's two, it's nine, it's eight, it's the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined by Wolverhampton Wonders reporter, the Express and Star. It is Mr. Liam Keane. Come in, Liam. I'm beaming into you from Warwick, my friend. Oh, how are you? I'm very, very good. We we learned something, didn't we, on Saturday? We learned something about Warwick and, and Dorridge. We did, which I'm surprised neither of us knew, to be honest. I, I kind of did know, but I didn't want to disclose. But you found it out. Um, <laughs> you found it out on Saturday. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to let the peeps know? I will. I mean, I mean, it's groundbreaking stuff. It really huge, is huge, 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 huge geographical news. Door to door, my current rented a property to your yeah. beautiful home in Dorridge. Yeah, is a twenty minute drive. Twenty minutes. That's literally. It. We're neighbours. Quite literally. I mean, I knew Dorridge was close. I, I explained mm. this to you on Saturday. I, I knew yeah. that it was only a few train stops over, but I didn't realise yeah. it was twenty minutes. Um, and uh, Liam came round to the house on on Saturday, his, his first venture into into Dorridge, and was delighted to be met by a closed gate. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I didn't know uh, what family you had. I didn't want to, you know, rock up and start banging on the door. I wanted to message you first, be polite, and um, <laughs> and you left me in my car for ten minutes. I so... did. I did. I saw you. I saw you. She pulled up. I'm like, he can wait. He's he's early. Don't blame you. Just got I, out of the shower. I'm always early. I'm always early. Like, that's, the, that's the way I work. And that's what, what, is, what is anyway. going to be... Well, exactly. Um, what is going to be sad is when I do move to uh, to the house that I'm buying in Stratford, I will be yeah. a, a little bit further from you. But it's, oh, it's no, still not joking. too far. Still not too far. How's it? Uh, have, you, um, have you got anything? What's the first thing you're going to buy for the new house? Or what's the first task? Is it a do-upper? Do you need a new kitchen? A new, a new granite top? Is it, is it bathrooms? Is it, is it a mat- mattress? <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely recommend a Tempur-Pedic, by the way. Fantastic. Uh, anything that you're recommending, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with. But mm. I, think you've, I think you've got um, high-quality taste. And that's a genuine compliment. I'll give you that. Um, I th- to be honest, we're, we're quite fortunate. The house is um, doesn't really need a lot of work doing to it. I mean, it would need our own sort of stamp on it and things like that. But um, there's a couple of things for the kitchen. And the biggest thing we probably need to buy a f- fridge freezer. So that's the the biggest uh, uh, biggest expense. Do you want, want a big one? Do you want like a like a a big United States USA massive style, or are you just happy with it? Sure, a, a, you know, a little cheeky uh, opener. I think we need to check the space, but I don't think there'll be there'll be enough room for the the big grand one that you're you're describing. So it'll probably be a sort of standalone sixty forty. It does the job. I, I do I do like um, I do like a, a bit of ice. That's what I miss here, like a little ice machine, some sort of crushed ice coming out of the old the old fridge freezer. Always useful for when you've got people around. Little little cheeky cocktail. And, and crushed ice, by the way, is the best ice. Oh, without, 100%. without doubt, I agree. I agree. I agree. I do like a bit of crushed ice. You like to crunch. You like a bit of crunch at the end. A few that are melting in. You've got a little bit of slush at the bottom. A bit like a... I bet you used to like your slush, didn't you? Do you remember that slush puppy you used to oh, have? Oh, yeah, mate. I That's bet you r- used to... I, I bet you used to love a slush puppy. That's right up my street. Well, I, I went to um, I went to the cinema yesterday with... with E-number.net. And... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we had um, we had a, one of those Tango Ice Blasts in the... Oh, yeah. What are they like? Oh, they're Don't good, they mate. mix them, do they? As well, it's like a blue and, a ye- and an orange or something. And you can... uh, blue and red, yeah. You can either get one or the other or mix it, and obviously you always get mixed. Do you? Is that the way to go? Yeah, it'd be stupid not to. And do they taste good? 
It was very good, actually. Sometimes it can be a little bit hit and miss, I think, but the one last night was hitting the spot. Oof, you know, you it, it falls perfectly into the macros for a uh, for a for <laughs> for a diet, so it was perfect. Walking out with sh- what absolute sugar overload, and then sit down in, in your house for two hours. Brilliant. I know. I was, news. I was wired. What was your uh, What was your go to cinema? So, well, the go to cinema. Well, well the cinema was view, obviously, and the and the go to price was sharing five pound <laughs> tickets. But we all know that. But I mean, what was there? What was the choice of film? N- not sharing five pound tickets. Oh. Spending four ninety nine each. Each. Okay. Okay. Still each, big yeah. expense, mate. Big expense. Do you um do you buy it two tickets and then get her to send you the money on your app? And transfer it, or do you literally have two separate purchases? <laughs> so the short answer is uh, she transfers. Okay. So I, I do buy both. I, look, I'm not a monster. Oh, what a legend! Um, and then you say, "Have you sent me that? I haven't got it through yet." <laughs> By the time you, the previous time you finished, you're like, I, "I haven't got that four ninety nine yet." You know. In my in my defence, mm. um, she she offers and sends it. I don't, I don't I don't pester her for it, but she offers and sends me the money. Oh, I don't. Com- I also don't look. I also don't complain. But I don't, I don't pester her for it. Brilliant! This is absolutely superb. We can have some fun on this on the live pod next Thursday. By the way, Keno, next Thursday. It's come out quick, mate. Oh, can Buzzing. you believe it? Better start, better start doing some research. Yeah, you might, might want to start getting organised. It's, oh, uh, it's, it's only ten days away. Crikey! Um, looking forward to it, though, mate. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's uh, it. be a little bit nerve wracking, but it's going to yeah. be exciting. There'll be a few beers. It'll be, you know, it'll be very exciting. I'm looking forward. Few to looseness, it. yeah, and, and I think I think the audience that we'll get, I think they'll be good. I think they'll be amped up. They're ready to go. It's friendly. It's uncut as well. So if you are bringing a a minor with you, should we shall we say, um, you might <laughs> need to just, um, you know, um, what can I say? How do I put it? How do I phrase it? Uh, maybe put their the hands over their ears a couple of times because you know what you're getting. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not going to say under 18s not to come, but there might be a few swears in there because we're just relaxed. It's a, ch- it's a it's a it's a chatty atmosphere, isn't it? If the odd if the odd shit or something comes along or or whatever, then we're not going to we're not going to uh, we're not going to apologise. No, and considering our uh, vocabulary and probably me more than you, if we're going to be honest, um, it, it's going to be fruity. Fruity. What a what a, I love that. That's love an the adjective way to of a fruity. It, That's the fruity. way. No messing uh, 6.30 doors open, 7.30 we are on, two halves, 7.30 I think uh, for about an hour, an hour and a quarter, then there's going to be half an hour break, there's two bars there as well, and the beautiful Sir Jack Haywood suite, then we'll on for the second half, and then we'll have a drink with you at the end, it should be a fun night, look, Wolves are safe, happy days, hopefully they can uh, celebrate a win, or talk about a win against Everton, and, uh, and look ahead to Arsenal, but apart from that we've got lots of fun things uh, a few surprises on the night, uh, a few things that you could win, um, and lots of lots of great info as well. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to see everyone, see all these friendly faces. We you know we're talking into a microphone 99 times out of 100, Liam. So to see those beautiful faces uh, staring at us and heckling us, I uh, can't wait. Bring it on, mate. Bring it on. The pressure is on, but we thrive. We thrive under we that pressure. We love it. What was uh, sorry? What was the film? I forgot to say. Oh yeah, um, I, I went to see the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, oh, okay. You are you are you a group fan? Are you? <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I, I I I watch quite. You know, when the new Marvel Marvel films come out, I do watch mm. them. But I'm not really sort of like massively. I don't sit at home, you know, researching it and desperate. But I quite enjoy them when they come out. They're quite yeah. Um, Guardians of Galaxy is probably one of my favourites out of all of them because it's a bit, oh, you know, okay. it's a bit more fun and things like that. But mm. um, it was quite oh, so, dark. So you like you like your wrestling then? You like Batista, obviously. 
Uh, well, he is very, he is, he is very good in it. Um, the, the, the wrestling can do one, but mm. he, he is very good in those films. Um, it was quite dark though compared, compared to the other two. Really? You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's all meant to be laughing and joking. This one was, it had had those moments, but it was, yeah, um, yeah a lot, a lot, dark, a lot dark. It was good though, really enjoyable. Oh, good. Thanks I would recommend. Spoiler. Appreciate that. There's no spoiler. I could, I could tell you plenty, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you. Do you, do you are you the ones who one of the people who wait at the very end at the credits to see if there's a little Easter egg at the end, or do you, do you just go straight away and try and beat the traffic? So we normally would uh, hang around for them, and we did last night as well. But it's not sort of like I'm not desperate to do it, but I also didn't really have a choice last night because I tell you what, not one single person in a packed out room left. Really? Every single person stayed to the very. They knew very what was end. going on. Yeah, because because it's not just an end of credits is a mid so they do a mid credit one oh. then they do an end of credit one so you've got to wait up until right until the very end of the credits to see both wow. of them was it so exciting was it worth the wait uh, absolutely not <laughs> uh, I, if, I, if I was you google it and don't bother don't bother watching love it love it um, talking about don't bother watching Manchester United 2 Wolves <laughs> nil. perfect little transition there Mr Liam Keane yeah uh, Less said about this, the better. To be honest, uh, not a not a great day at the office. Um, no shots on goal, which of course means that you're probably not going to score in ninety minutes, ninety eight minutes, or infinity minutes because it doesn't really work like that. I'm disappointed, really, to be honest, Liam. I mean, looking back on the game, there's, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a couple of good things to come out of it, of which we'll go on to in a, in a minute. In the good, the bad, and the ugly. But as an overall product. More of what we've seen this season, more disappointment, more lack of cutting edge up front, and really, I guess, the story of the season from an away perspective um, in in the ninety minutes that we watched. Yeah, it was a bit dull, wasn't it? Let's be honest. That's the way I keep describing it because I can't really think of another word that suits it we so can't perfectly. Dress it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, uninspiring as well. I mean, look, it's a weird one to sort of describe for me because Wolves didn't perform badly. I felt. It wasn't. It wasn't a calamitous display by any means. Um, but going forward, particularly the first half, was non-existent. I mean, I don't want to just pick him out, but I have to highlight Pedro Neto's performance before he came off at half time because it just not involved. Didn't seem confident with the ball. I think he knew that he didn't have the the, the better of Aaron Wan-Bissaka, probably mm. for pace as well as power, and. But he didn't even try. You know, it, there was an opportunity yeah, where yeah. we were both willing him on at one point, watching him yeah. have an opportunity to run beyond him, knock the ball, the ball past him, and, and, and at least attempt to get to the byline. Cuts back inside, backward pass. It's like, you know, he had a one on one opportunity, at least attempt to make something happen. Yeah. And with Neto, the kind of player he is, you need him to be committing players and be direct, because otherwise he's going to come back in on his left foot and make a sideways or backwards pass. He's not going to come in on his right foot and whip something in. Mm-hmm. So. It was disappointing, to be honest. Second half, uh, you know, a lot more possession. Wolves ended actually the, the, the full 90 minutes with 52% possession, surprisingly, after that first half. But a lot more possession second half and just weren't able to do a lot with it. A few sub-appearances that I thought were better. Huang, probably the standout for me. Pedence did okay. Rao did okay. But I can't really sit here and you know, give them a load of plaudits because it was a pretty toothless display. And when you don't get yeah. one shot on target... It sums it up, really. Yeah, it does. So, uh, like I said, good, bad and the ugly. Let's go to the good. And the man that you interviewed after the game, the man who you said was nailed on for an interview after the game, so he was delighted that he was starting. A Premier League debut, Wolves debut, and did himself proud, I thought. And difficult to say that, I guess, when you read the scoreline in a 2-0 defeat, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse if it wasn't for, for Dan Bentley. 
Absolutely. Um, look, he, I think he took a little bit of time in that first half to to settle. I'm, I, I, that's maybe being slightly picky, to be honest, because there was a couple of moments with the ball at his feet where he sort of booted it into touch quite quickly. Um, but I think it was around the maybe 25-minute mark. There was a free kick direct from Fernandez that um, was pretty much straight at him, but it was hit with a lot of power and he caught it. It was a, it was a confident, uh, confident catch. And after that moment, it felt like a, a little bit of a turning point for him. And he, he settled, took a breather and was solid. Really, really solid. Um, he came into his own in the second half. But his distribution was better, first of all, but came into his own in the second half. And plenty of really, really good saves. And it's not just, you know, dramatic highlight reel stuff where, you know, goalkeepers are diving to make it look like a good save. It was a genuine fingertip turning around the corner. Two or three of them, really, really good from decent ranges as well. So... Um, yeah, I think he did himself proud, did his family proud, considering he's he's had this long journey through the Football League to get to this point. And he's been a massive influence in the dressing room since arriving in January and finally got that chance. I think Lopetegui obviously wanted to give him that chance. And he he's put himself in a good position to, to keep the shirt until the end of the season. Whether it happens or not will, will remain to be seen, but I think he's given himself the best chance. Mm. Um I had the bad um, as as Pedro Neto uh, and Max Kilman. So you talk about Neto, but Max Kilman did not have a day to remember, did he? No, I mean, it, I thought, give him a bit of credit, first of all, that he actually improved in the second half, albeit there was one moment where he did give the ball away and they broke forward um, yeah. and it, it could have resulted in a goal. And, you know, he would have been punished in my play ratings even more had that resulted in a goal. But, unfortunately... The highlight for him, um, in a negative sense, is the first goal. Um, look, if he takes, he took a big chance by stepping out of defence. Probably two times out of ten, if we've been generous, that comes off for you. But if it does come off, we're all praising him. He wins the ball in a brilliant area, but he takes a big risk. And you don't take that, what? 25 30 yards uh, away from your own net. Um, I think I think 35 yards, you know, or 20 yards outside your own box. Fair enough, but where he did it, I mean, it was, it was yeah. basically no man's land. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. you're asking, it's, it's it's an easy goal if you don't make that. It was the, the actual chances of, of pulling that off were crazy. No, exactly, and that's what played against him. He tries to step in, tries to nick the ball of Fernandez. Um, the, the United player gets a little bit of luck, but at the same time, it, it's a massive gamble by Max, and and, and it doesn't pay off. Uh, they they keep the ball. Fernandez sort of comes away with it, plays Anthony in, and from then on, he's got a sort of one on one with Totti, with Martial in plenty of space, with uh, Dawson trying to recover after Kilman's mistake, and it's an easy passing to him for a tap-in. Bentley does the right thing, I think, by coming out to try and close down Anthony. I don't think it's his fault that, um, that obviously it was an open goal in the end, and unfortunately was uh, was Kilman's mistake. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, look, he's, he's obviously... Would you say Kilman's had a, had a good season, a great season, a, an OK season... Looking back on on twenty twenty two twenty twenty three, yeah, I think so. Um, what? <laughs> so which one of the three or four? Wait, I thought you were talking about Kilman. Yeah, has he had good? Has he had great? Has he been okay? And you were like, yeah. Oh yeah. no, I, no. I was so I was going off the last one where you said, has he been okay? Yeah, I, that's what I was going off. I think it's okay. been a. It, you got to compare it to last year because, mm. um, he was. Magnificent, if we're going to be honest, for the majority of the season. There was obviously, you know, a few dips towards the end, as as there were with the whole squad, really. Um, but he was excellent. Was in with a shout of England. I think had a few dodgy games when Southgate was actually watching in person, which was unfortunate, and uh, didn't get that call up, obviously. And this year, it's been a real tough one. Look, I think he 
benefits with someone alongside him. Um, I think he's missed Cody or missed that kind of presence. Had Wolves managed to sign Dawson in the summer, which they obviously were trying to do before it fell through on uh, on deadline day, that I think he would have had a lot better uh, of a season overall, as as probably Wolves as a squad would have done, I think. I think Dawson's signing was that important. Um, and I think he just, just lost a bit of confidence partly through the season. But this year, I th- well, this year, well, this second half of the year in 2023, since Dawson's arrived, I think he's he's massively improved. Obviously an error against United, which you just discussed, but overall looks similar to, to what we saw for the majority of last season. There's, there's a very good, talented player in there. I really believe that he's genuine England quality in terms of talent. I think you've just got to get a bit more out of him as a person and his personality. Um, I gave him credit after Brighton for fronting up and doing interviews, which a lot of players didn't and don't all season, to be honest. So I can't critique him there. But maybe he's just got to build himself up a little bit, um, be a bit more of a loud personality. And that's difficult. You know, he's, he's a certain type of person. You can't fake it, but you've got to have a little bit more about you, I think. And that will prove and show on the pitch a bit more. But overall, it's been it's been steady. I'll put it that way. There's been plenty of good moments, but a few bad ones as well. So the good is Bentley, the bad Neto slash Kilman. The ugly is just the shots on the display, Liam. Now, mm. um, I, I understand um, that Wolves are safe and, you know, interviewing the fans after the game, most of them were kind of relaxed, I guess, you know, because so it was a lovely day. I mean, it was gorgeous. Best day of the year, wasn't it, so far? I mean, shorts and T-shirts, goodness me, it was absolutely glorious. Um, so, you know, they have a day out in the sun and they're going to Manchester United, things could be worse. But at the same time, let's say that Wolves weren't safe. If they'd put a display on like that... I think people will be absolutely spitting feathers and livid, which begs begs the question, I guess, did they set up differently? Was was the mentality not there because they were safe? Or would they have put that performance up if they needed a couple of points to stay up? You, you know, it's um, would they have set up that way? Would they have been so passive in, in the way that they, they played the majority of the game? Those are the kind of questions that I, I guess I can put to you now. There's a lot of ifs and buts there. But there I, is, I, there I, is. I, it's, I, it's difficult to break it down. But it really is. But, but I know where you're coming from. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if Wolves won 35 points and they'd put in that display with three games to go where they, they needed maybe a couple more points before they were guaranteed to be safe, I think we'd have an absolute rebellion going on on social media and, and, and the fans after the game, and, and quite rightly so. No, yeah, completely right. Yeah, I mean, you can't be that toothless um, in any game, regardless of it being away from home, regardless of it being against a United team that has conceded eight goals at home in the legal season. Uh, all of that context aside, you, you cannot be that toothless and not put a team under some sort of pressure. Now, Wolves had moments of that in the second half, but nowhere near enough in the final third. And you can have as much possession as you like. Wolves finished on 52%, as I said. Makes no difference if the scoreline reads 2-0 to Man United. So, yeah, completely completely agree with that. But it's, unfortunately, it's, the, it's sort of the way they've been set at the majority um, of the time away from home and if I can just analyse on Lopetegui at least because yes they did play a 4-4-2 again yes they did play Cunha and Costa together yes they did play Neto um, who actually had had some good games up until this one um, still play Nunes out wide which I think there's a lot of question marks over I think both of us are on the same wavelength on that one mm-hmm. but overall it was a it was a fairly positive lineup and 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 setup. but listen to Lopetegui after the game he said we were trying to get through. Not, I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially that we were trying to get through to half time, keeping it tight. Um, the way Wolves have been set up away from home is to frustrate teams and drag out results. Now, I was wondering whether that might be slightly different now that they now that they're safe because they can afford to open up a little bit. 
at the same time, I suppose the manager doesn't want them to go and lose four, five, six nil again um, yeah. away from home. So I, I can understand it from both sides of the coin. But for fans travelling there, those watching at home, anyone following our coverage, it's disappointing because um, they just passive is the right word that you, you just used. That they were so passive, it was uh, boring to be honest. Mm. Um, and, and we don't want to see that going forward. And Wolves have got to find a way to correct not just their goal-scoring problems, but this season, their away form. Because two wins away all season, both in Dolopetegui. And I'll, I'll re- I've said them on here before, but I'll relay them off again. Everton away on Boxing Day, which was his first league game. Uh, of course, that was a last-minute 8 Norway winner. Yeah. And the Southampton away game. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, down to 10 men and came back and won it. Sort of a bit of a freak Game, what a game and performance. Keener. What yeah. a game to be at. Don't remind me. Sorry. So, uh, so easily those two wins could have been two losses. Mm. Easily. So, look, there's there's a lot of work to do away from home. Um, yeah. Is it? Would you say it's the? Would you say it's the way they're set up? Would you say it's the 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 formation? Would it? Is it? Is it the players? Is it the mentality? Is it the quality? Or is it just a combination of all of those? Um, as to how and why. Wolves, you know how how Wolves improve next year away from them because they're going to have to be a damn sight better than this. I think it's a little bit of all of them, but there's one overarching sort of problem for me, and it's actually regardless of away form, it's mm-hmm. just scoring goals. Yeah, because the games that Wolves have won at home, have, they have rarely scored a lot of goals. For me, that is the overarching problem. It's creativity and scoring the chances, um, and it's both those points to make it very clear because the the strikers do not have a very high expected goals stat which means the quality of chances they're having is very very low so it's that as the first thing secondly they're also despite having a very low expected goals those players are also not even reaching those low numbers they're below them which means they're not taking the chances or the limited chances that they've got as well so Mm -hmm. it's both problems together for me um and genuinely, uh, you know, there's there's lots of factors to play into the how the how the summer's going to play out and, and what Wolves are going to be able to do in terms of business. Um, but they could probably do in a perfect world with having a bit of an overhaul uh, going forward because they haven't got players with high numbers uh, or, or decent numbers of getting uh, goals and assists, and at the moment they're struggling for it. Yeah, they they are. Um... Okay, so I mean, let, let's move on. Let's move on because you know we need to get away from Manchester. I don't want to talk about it too much, too much longer. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention just quickly, um, and I guess this this kind of broke. Well, it I say it broke. It, it kind of filtered through in dribs and drabs uh, last week, and that was season tickets, Liam, and 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 the rises across the board. Small rises, but rises nonetheless. Well, I say small. I mean it's all relative, I guess, depending on where you're sitting. What did you make of them? Uh, the way that was released, and 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 the kind of rises that. Uh, that have been um, announced by Wolves, or at least people have got them through their emails. Anyway, I'm not sure whether it's been officially announced yet. Has it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's that's exactly it. So I think the, the firstly on the way it sort of came out, and everything, it's always a little bit of a problem when um, it starts. It sort of bubbles away on social media. Obviously, we get wind of it, and and it's just through fans getting the the renewals on their on their emails. That that's a little bit of a an issue, I think, just in terms of communication, because it doesn't sort of the messages don't quite get out there effectively. Um, so I think it could have been it could have been communicated a bit better. I think that's fair to say. I don't think there's any any issue with that. Um, I think all of the points that people are going to make in terms of uh, the fact that the rises are in line with inflation, that might be correct. I, I, fair enough. I can't argue with that. The numbers speak for themselves. But most people's wages aren't in line with inflation. So I think in terms of a cost of living crisis, you never want to see fans 
have to pay more. Um, I said this last season, even when it, you know it was communicated uh, pretty flawlessly last season. Um, and uh, my personal opinion, Wolves or regardless, is I don't like seeing football uh, continually go up in price because I think mm. people get priced out. That's just my personal opinion with football as a whole. I think it's a working class game. I think people, are particularly in the city like Wolverhampton, uh, rely on their football, and um, and some people will get priced out. That's a, a sad reality. Of the of, pre, of the Premier League, not not just Wolves. It's the way that modern football is. Um, but I have to also, you know, give both sides of it. And Wolves, when you look at the percentages, it's you know anywhere between sort of five and eleven, depending on where you're sitting and what ages uh, you are, etc. Uh, in terms of a price rise, um, Wolves are quite far below the average uh, across the Premier League. Now, as I say, doesn't make it right that the people are having to pay more in the first place. Again, that's my personal opinion. But you also have to compare it. I think there was some, uh, I believe I've got this this figure right, but there were some fans in uh, one stand at Villa who, have, who were paying 40% more. Um, the average across Premier League clubs is around, it's sort of in the low 20s of price rises. There are some clubs like Chelsea who have frozen it um, for next season, but in some ways they, they had to because of the, the way that their season's going. Um, so it really kind of do it with the ownership as well. I guess, wow, you know? that as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, there are lots of sort of factors come into this, and in, in, in some ways, there's not really a right answer. Um, I think people, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And for me, I don't like to see the prices go up, mm. but Wolves have probably done it in in a way that's um, as close to acceptable uh, as possible, um, considering when you compare them to, to, to other clubs, regardless of the fact that the, you know the season's not gone not gone as planned. Do you think if they'd gone, if they had gone down, let's say the worst happened, that they would have frozen them, or, or I'm not saying reduced them, but uh, or do you think they would have still just just because of the way that this, the way that they're working at the moment, there would have been small rises across the board? I think had Wolves gone down, it would have had to be reassessed. I, my, I, I imagine that they've um, that they had sort of two uh, figures in mind. Uh, you have to plan if Wolves go down, and I don't think you can you can charge people for well, what is Premier League. Uh, prices for for championship football. So had they gone down, I, I would imagine it would have changed. Um, but you know the, the the idea that from a lot of clubs and it's the same with Wolves is they're trying to match up with you know the teams around them for where they believe the club should be or where the club is in terms of the Premier League table, things like that. And and that Wolves should probably be sort of top half or thereabouts. And um, and you're probably paying paying prices that are similar to that. And um, yeah, I, I come back to the point that it's 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 not ideal. To see prices go up. I don't ever want to see anyone priced out of football, but in comparison, um, it's not as painful as what a lot of other fans have experienced. Mm. Um, one team who are definitely in the Premier League next year are Wolverhampton Wanderers. One team who are hoping to be in the Premier League next year are a little team called Middlesbrough Football Club. <laughs> um, watched them against Coventry first leg. I thought they were lucky not to win. Actually, they were especially in the first half. They dominated the game. Brilliant um, game, was, wasn't it? Not. Uh, uh, Wow. wow. Snooze fest or what? I mean, you've just basically logged on at five o'clock, gone nil, nil, gone, that's a terrible game. No, I but watched actually, it, mate. I watched it actually, start to I finish. Actually, I thought it was a very good game. You're first joking. half first half was better than the second first half. First half was really good. Second half was bang average. First yeah. half, I thought, was, was very good. It's, it, um, it had its moments, but it weren't amazing. Wow. I mean, you've, you've, just, you've just watched 90 minutes of Dross at Old Trafford. Anything was better than that. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. So anyway, I think what we both agree with is that Ryan Giles' display in a back four was actually very, very good. Um, as it has been throughout the season, I think he's going to be in the, the Championship Team of the Year. He's the leading assist 
um, maker in in the championship. But it was it was really defensively where he was switched on a couple of times when play stopped and um, and referee wanted to play on. He made some really good tackles and just his defensive positioning, I think, throughout the game was very very good and. We've talked a little bit about Ryan Giles before and uh, the left-back situation with Ryan Nori and Johnny and Totti and how that's all going to work out next season. I go back and forth with Giles. Like, I think we've discussed before that we've maybe thought that Giles will be one of the people who might get sold and, and I think he'll be very popular on the on the market if, we'll, if Wolves did put him up for sale. I think he could... It wouldn't just be Middlesbrough who are interested in I think there'd be quite a few clubs and actually think that they might get some good money for him. But at the same time, you look at that display and you think, well, if Ryan Nori's not going to be there next season... Uh, I still think Totti's a centre-back more than a left-back. I think he's an emergency left-back, or maybe that's doing him a disservice as an emergency left-back, but he's definitely more comfortable playing at centre-back. I think that's the position he would prefer to play if he was asked to play there. Um, whether he, he would get a chance in this team, it's, uh, it's, it's a fascinating one, isn't it? Because you do have to turn players over. You need to create funds for next year if you do want to sign some players and balance the books. But... Um, but I wonder where I wonder where Lopetegui stands. I'm sure whatever happens, I want to have a look at him come uh, come the start of next season. Yeah, I'll be I'll be surprised if they don't at least give him uh, the chance to have you know get in front of the manager uh, in, in the summer. I would like that for him as well because I, I quite like him as a player. If I'm if I'm perfectly honest, I think he um, obviously going forward adds a hell of a lot. Defensively, there's been a lot of question marks, but I completely agree with your assessment there of that of that game the other day. I thought he was very good um, positionally. Um, he's very good recovery as well. You know, he's quick, uh, athletic. So yeah, I, I like him as a sort of left back, left wing back, even as a winger. I think there's there's a good uh, a good player in that. Just quickly as well on the stats. I mean, twelve assists. Can you name? Well, you might know this because you might have read my. Well, I'm saying that it means you would have had to read my story, which means you probably don't know it because you don't read any of my stuff. Wow, so, I mean, that's, are, you, are you joking? I read all of your stuff. <laughs> Can you name the last player, last Middlesbrough player to get double figures assists in the season? Oh, goodness. Last Middlesbrough player? Yeah. Mm. So obviously, Jaws on 12, so last player to get in double figures. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it was a season a few years ago uh, and this player was magnificent and got himself a big move to a huge club. I'm going to say Adama Traore. You are correct, sir. Hey, 2017-18 season, just like the, the season before we moved to Wolves. So yeah, um, so yeah, a little bit of history there. But he, um, yeah, it's a really, it's an, it's a pros and cons here with, with Giles because look, Wolves obviously want to have some sort of pathway to their first team. Um, I think it's fair to say that if the club were to make another decision now on 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 uh, on the Gibbs White sale and bringing Gedez in, they would probably choose differently. Um, they they obviously have a, a quota, if you will, of, of foreign players and, and compared to homegrown players, they're going to have to find a balance between those. Giles, of course, would come into the homegrown category. We don't know what's happening with Aint Nori yet. I think there's there's certainly a chance he could leave in the summer, but it's it's very much up in the air. All of these factors combined, again, the manager's opinion, which we've already covered, all of these factors combined mean that there's a lot of things to go right for Giles to get an opportunity. But provided he gets that chance in the summer, I don't think there's any reason why he couldn't stay with Wolves. I think he's he's certainly good enough. Um, the step up to the Premier League is obviously different, but the players that excel in the Championship, and he's done this for a couple of seasons now, excel in the Championship, normally are able to make that step up in some capacity. So whether you know whether he's going to be an outstanding starts every week or whether he's going to be a squad player, look, stepping up in some capacity, I think he's capable of it. And I think there's a space for him. Um, depending on the summer 
plans in the summer movement, and uh, and it could potentially just fall in his favour. But it's going to be an interesting one because again, balancing the books, generating funds, Wolves are going to have to bring money in as well, and Giles would be you know, one of the perfect candidates to get a decent bit of cash for as well. So. There's a lot of big decisions to make here, particularly with him. He's going to be one of the more fascinating ones of the summer for me, actually, um, because he could genuinely go either way. And I think it probably, as we said in the last podcast as well, it probably does come to a stick or twist scenario now. You probably do at 23, I think he is now, you, you probably do sell him if you don't bring, uh, integrate him into the first team, but it's one or the other. Yeah, watch this space. It will be an interesting summer with with Ryan Giles and see what happens. Uh, I agree with you, Liam. I think I'd like to see him in front of Lopetegui and see what he thinks because um, seeing someone in the flesh as well, I think, makes a big difference to what the what the reports are and the scouting reports and and what he's seen on TV. And he's he's a, he's a very a very well rounded guy. He wasn't. We spoke to him when he was a, when he was a youngster, actually, three or four years ago now. Um, you know, when they were when they were touring. Um, I think well, we were in Geneva. I think when we were chatting to him, and I was stunned by how good he was. Um, chatting to Tim at the time and how well put together was for a young lad he was he was very very astute knew exactly what he wanted confident not arrogant in his own ability but obviously had big ideas of, of a future and yeah it'd be it will be it will be interesting um, I think he might I think he's got a bit of a shout I think he's got an outside chance actually uh, Liam but well I need more players who are going to you know be great in interviews so I'm desperate yes. for, <laughs> I'm desperate for got, interviews to come in come on no no decent youngster or the youngsters uh, Liam I know there's a couple of ones you like no no there, there is um, Louis Molden's a great interview to be fair okay. to him I uh, interviewed him a couple of times there, there, was, there was a few coming through but it's you know it's modern football there's a lot any of any bad ones any bad ones uh, I can think of one ooh. maybe maybe on low oh god no let's not go there <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, I, okay. I, know, I know you mean no comment. Uh, no comment. No but you comment. are correct. Okay, <laughs> uk. Our beautiful friend. Well, Kino, I mean, just as you were talking about fridge freezers, I went on to some fridge, fridge, fridge freezers. Excuse me. Easy for me to say. Wow. Um, to see what you can get for your money. Now, look, I mean, a fridge freezer you're not going to get for 20 quid or 30 quid. You know, obviously, we're talking about big, big money here. But there's some beautiful. What, what color would you like, Liam, first of all? Are you going to go classic white? Would you like black? Would you like a little bit of retro, some pastel blues, greens, pinks even for Rosie? Cream? I... Hmm. I I don't mind black. Black's not a bad okay, shell. There's a really nice black one here. So it's huge, okay. It's absolutely huge. Oh, it's out of stock. Let me move to next. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzing. Oh dear, killed me. Uh, here we go. Another one. Let's have a look. Uh, please be in stock. Please be in stock. In stock, here we go. Um this one. The Swan Retro Fridge Freezer. Uh, this is really nice, mate. I mean, I'm telling you, um, I'm just going to go through nine, 91 litres freezer capacity, 209 litres fridge. I mean, this means nothing to me. Total net capacity, 300 litres. Um, right hand hinge, mate, it's slick, it's black. It's got it's a decent sized fridge freezer, actually, to be honest. And it's got an ice machine as well. Oh, now we're talking. How much do you reckon, baby? Now, this is a tough one because. Brand new. Brand new. And look, this. Is, I mean, it's not cheap. But I'm looking at it, it looks absolutely glorious. You can fit all your protein shakes in there, Liam. Yeah. It's even got a hidden compartment for all your sugar. This is a tough one because... Straubs. Rosie's got a wine, white wine there. <laughs> I know that the deals are great. Um, yeah. But I've also got to give you a figure that is high enough to make the brand look good. So, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to go for three... Th- no, um, <laughs> let's go 400. Four hundred. Well, you give me four hundred pounds, Liam, and I will give you one hundred twenty-five pounds change. That's 
I'll tell you what, that's actually really good. I'm 275 quid. I'm, I'm telling not even you. Joking. That is good. I'm telling you. I was I mean, looking on got... some prices last night and there was yeah. it was similar to well, a bit a bit more than that, but not not as big. It's a lot you know smaller. They'll come and deliver as well and they'll, and they'll install it all for you. 275 quid, it's an absolute no-brainer. Kettleandtoastman.co.uk I mean, I, I can't tell Rose this because she will be ordering one tonight. Oh, wow. So I, mean, I, might have to, I might have to keep it to myself for a few weeks. But we definitely negotiate a little bit of extra discount, Liam, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> rumours, rumours, kettleandtoastman.co.uk the, the, the man, the logo himself is going to be there at the Wolves Podcast Live, so we shall see. Maybe a bit of live bartering from you. Oh, it might have to be done to be honest, um, because you know, you know, we we we've looked after each other. I think it's time once one back gets scratched, the other one gets looked after. Oh, we love it. Love Bring it, it on! Scratch, love it. Uh, football prizes. Uh, there's a new shirt on. 149 tickets. 34 have been sold. You've got two days to get your tickets. The cost is three pounds ninety-five. Which sensational midfielder, Kino, is it? Think of some great midfielders. Who are playing in the side at the moment? Uh, Neves. <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, another one. Give me another one. <laughs> Vitinho. Uh, give me another one. <laughs> oh God. Joe Gomez. I'll keep going. Oh no. <laughs> Lamina. Oh, you're selling it. Keep going. Nunes. Yes. Yes, you got there. Nunes. <laughs> I'm sure. Twenty-seven. Uh, the away kit, not the ice kit. By the way, don't wear the ice kit again. Wolves. Christ, they're awful. Absolute shit every time I watch them. Um, Three pound ninety-five. Fact. 10%, 10% off, 3.95, you are getting Kino. 3.95, 10% off, 39.5 pence, baby. 40p. Yeah, getting 40p, 40p off. So you're straight down from 3.95, 40p off, gives you the price of? 3.95, 40p off, 3.55. <laughs> He's got it. I'm flying. He's absolutely flying. Uh, there's about 110 tickets left, uh, but these will sell out, so two days, make sure you get it. And use that discount code Wolves Potty. Right, some questions from the peeps. Mainly the questions we will have on the mailbag later on this week, but we're going to hit a few here before we uh, before we preview Everton. First of all, Links Wolf says, "What was J Lo away from? Uh, what was J? What was J Lo Patigi's away from? Like at his previous clubs?" He says. So I went and had a quick look um, at I'll last. The second one, because no, you didn't watch it. He says, "Who were your top three Eurovision acts?" Ah. Uh, my top three were Sveden. Which I thought I thought the winner was great. No, didn't watch it, mate. Finland, no idea. Oh, Croatia was superb. Uh, I did see a couple that. of clips about Croatia. Actually, it looked. Oh mental. yeah, you would do well at Croatia, mate. Croatia's your 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 bag. Carry not, on. Sorry. Not for me, mate. Go on. UK did well there again, didn't they? Well, oh, I killed it. Smashed it. Wow. Useless. Um, couldn't even sing. Honestly. I know it was awful. Mate. Crazy, weird. Oh, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, back to the football. I, I had a yeah. quick look at um, last season under uh, at Sevilla uh, for Lobotegi. So I had a quick look at the stats for that. So in the league games, um, incredibly, he won 18 league games uh, altogether. Uh, and only six of those were away. Wow. 12 at home. And, to, you know, to be fair, of those six away... Um, Actually, no, there. No, I'm getting my stat mixed up. Excuse me. He only lost three away. To be fair to him, so there's a slight. So there's a lot of draws, and of those three losses, two of them were Barca and Real Madrid away. So oh. the, the, it's not actually a terrible record away. Um, no. It was just not a lot of wins, a lot, a lot of draws. Mm. Um, so it, what we draw from that is that is it a little bit of a <laughs> of a running theme? 
possibly, being a little bit more conservative away from home. I think we're going to find that more next season, to be honest, because yeah. we're going to we're going to he's going to have an opportunity to redo the squad a little bit, um, work with some players a bit longer, and then have an opportunity to set a team up without the fear of relegation. And that really is when you're going to see properly what they want. Um, but I think it was important to highlight a couple of those numbers because. It wasn't the best away record in comparison no. to, to the home, no. and, um, and and it's similar to the season. So there's there's a there's a talking point there at, at the very least. Martin Evans, will you both be having a drink to help you through the live show? If so, what's your tipple? We absolutely will. Um, absolutely. <laughs> you're more of a champagne margarita fella. Yeah, I like my tequila. I might have a couple yeah. of tequila shots. Uh, I don't think I can I can smash open a bottle of Bolly on stage, and that's probably a bit poor form. But um, if, you know, look, if someone's buying, I'll take it. Um, I will happily have a tequila shot, despite the fact I hate tequila. Um, mm. But I'm an alcoholic, so I'll. I br- <laughs> so that's <laughs> what journalism does to you. I'll get. I'll bring you a good tequila, though, mate. One that you will not have had before. You're like, oh, actually, it's really, really nice. This isn't the rubbish, you know, back of the counter co-op stuff with the little um, sombrero on. This is this is good stuff. You have been threatening to do this for a while, so I'm quite mm. excited because mm. you know you you do talk up this tequila, um, or oh, the, the, these types of tequila. So oh, mate, amazing! I'm ready. I'm ready to try. But my normal tipple, I mean, I like lagers. Like I mean, I'll drink any sort of lager. Lager, lager. Um, I, I quite like ales, IPAs, things like that. Uh, whiskey. Oh. I, I'll be honest, mate. Name something, and I'm going to drink it. I like <laughs> a gin. Drink it. I like if a it's gin. It's put in front of you, and it's for free, and someone's paying. Then. <laughs> Then he's having it. Basically, if, I, if I'm paying, it's uh, excuse me, mate. What's your cheapest lager? Um, your, what offers you got on today, love? <laughs> if someone else is paying, is whatever you want, mate. Yeah, yeah. You, I'll get. I'll have what you're having. Uh, have you ever have you ever had a lads lads night where people do the top shelf stuff where they add it all on from the top shelf and they stick it all in the middle, put it all in one drink? No, that sounds mental. Oh, it's horrendous. Awful. That sounds grim, mate. Oh, proper grim. Like literally one shot from the top row. All together, no. you got to down it. I mean, I've done off pretty quickly. I've done dirty pints, as they call it, uh, mm. at uni. But there's. Um... Have you done shoeing before? No, no, I know what it is, but I haven't. I, mean, I don't really want to. But uh, no. remember back in the day, we used to go to kind of like um, it's a bit of a what can I say now, like a grungy club back in the day. Uh, I think it was about eighteen, nineteen, and we all used to go without socks on. And the thing at the end was um, a pangalactic gargle blast, which was basically um, a lot of. Uh, Mets and schnapps and beer all rolled into one with black currants, and whoever lost had to get one someone's shoe who wasn't wearing socks. You had to pour it in the shoe and then have it from that. That is absolutely wasted. It's not great, mate. That is grim. And if you were a big lad back then, there would have been sweaty oh, shoes. I was sweating. What did I tell you? The inspiration of me of me what what stopped what started me getting back on a health kick. Uh, you might have done. I'm not sure. So we're in this club. And my best mate has got has brought um, he well there's a few there's a few guys a few girls should I be saying this story I'm trying to think one second you definitely should uh, uh, okay we'll go with it and um, and um, you know you're in a club you know you're, you're bantering you're having a little bit of, of fun uh, a few of the girls are necking on with the guys <laughs> and um, and and my mate's sister our best mate's sister and. How can you describe her? I mean, she's a good-looking girl, blonde, pretty. Um, not the most picky when it came to men, shall we say that? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. A little, little, little bit loose, shall we say? Loose. Um, and uh, and we're doing spin the ball, 
Um, in a club, which is, you know, as you do. Wait, and spin the bottle in a club? I know, I know. Who does that? It's bizarre. And, well, me. Uh, right, <laughs> true, yeah. And it, and it went to me, so I'm like, oh, happy days. Here we go. Okay, well, you know, a little bit of a... A little bit of table tongue tennis tonight. Um, <laughs> who's, who's, who's the lucky lady? And it goes to her, and I'm like, oh, happy days, I'll take that. And, Luna, you know, like I say, she wasn't picky those days. And I saw her turn, and she looked to her friend, and she was like, oh, no. And I'm like, wow, that was like that was like a light bulb, mate. That was like, if you're picky, if you're like, oh, no, to me, with, with whatever you've done tonight, love, then I need to sort myself out. So literally, next day, no drinks, no alcohol, no burgers, no nothing. Um, get yourself in shape, run the London Marathon in six months' time, and yeah, eight, nine stone later, you know, Judas and Adonis. And where's she now? Where is she now? <laughs> and Adonis is very true. Um, it's it's so that crazy. Was inspiration, getting turned down from spin the bottle in a club, dirty club in um, in Hull. It's crazy uh, what a am. little bit of uh, trauma sticks yes. with you. It's crazy yes. what think little things like that. I mean, I've got things from my uh, my youth. Uh, you know why I nothing like that just little things of why I don't want to be uh, a bloater <laughs> <laughs> and why I'm a beast instead uh, yeah, yeah, my dad my dad my dad's a big lad but the thing so. but the thing is mate the thing is uh, I I mean you you can put it away to be fair but I would quite happily go to McDonald's tonight today and, and order my old school and thoroughly enjoy it like it doesn't you know people say I can never have that I could go back tomorrow honestly I could do you know it never leaves you never escapes you well maybe every now and then you should Mm, we'll see. We'll see. We've got a night coming. We've got a night out coming up, haven't we? So we'll see. Big night. Well, out. we yeah. do. Exciting. Big night. Out. Saying that, uh, my accreditation has just come through from Arsenal um, as we spoke. So this um, this is uh, this is interesting. So maybe Saturday night, Sunday could be our could be our night. More to we'll, we'll disclose more in the future. Right. Okay. Move on. Uh, Dan Hume says, has there been any positive dialogue between Wolves and Lopetegui about Fabio Silva and attempting to try and, and keep him at the club next season? Maybe assurances of game time. Yeah, time. so as, as far as I'm aware, there's no sort of conversation at, at the moment. I think Wolves would definitely like to have a look at him. Um, in the summer, you know, I think the manager would like to, to get him in for pre-season at least. But the players spoken publicly about wanting to, to play on loan again. I think... Um, the people around him would probably want that as well and you've got to try and find some sort of solution so um, him staying at Wolves probably depends and obviously this, you know, we're speaking into the future here so a little bit of speculation but it probably depends on Lopetegui really pushing the boat out and saying I want you I want you here I want you playing you're going to you're going to play from every week if that happens he's got every chance if it doesn't he may be elsewhere for at least a loan Hello. Oh, you're there. Oh, sorry, I lost you there. Sorry, carry on. So, have you finished? Oh, I finished. Sorry. Oh, I lost you there. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I lost you there. I don't know. You went all di- silent on me. Bradder seventy-seven thoughts on Cody's situation. Well, I love a Cody question, don't they? Once in every few weeks, Everton seem like he's not really in their plans. Whether they go down or not, Julian seems to really like senior English presence in and around the squad. Uh, sees comments on Bentley. Do you see a way back for him that maybe wasn't there pre-Julian? You definitely can't rule it out. I think that's fair enough. Um, we, we know that what Lopetegui wanted to bring in, the kind of players' experience, English culture, all these kind of things that he wanted to add to the, the squad for January, and of, of course it worked. Um, so you definitely can't rule it out. I think it's also obvious that Everton are most likely not going to take up the option. I don't think, again, you can rule that out completely, but it seems very unlikely that they're going to. 
Um, so assuming he comes back, you, you definitely can't rule it out. The problems are Wolves are fairly well stocked at centre-back. Um, is he going to be happy not playing? I imagine not. Um, but what will probably happen is he'll probably come back. He'll probably be there for pre-season. Look, he's, he's obviously very well respected amongst the squad and the, the club and Lopetegui you'll be aware of that. So it won't be an issue and I think everyone will get on fine. Um, but it's very much up in the air. So I wouldn't rule it out, but and he'd probably be there pre-season unless anything gets agreed or or uh, obviously Everton take the option up before that. But other than that, it's it's up in the air. Other players being given more time off, says Chloe. Uh, Chloe. Totti is in Portugal again today, but I thought this stopped under Julian. No, I don't think it's stopped necessarily. You no, know, the managers give players off, and I think obviously in the middle of a relegation battle, it was it was different because mm-hmm. the players would have been in, in training probably more often. Um, they're back in Tuesday morning, so you know they've had a couple of days. The managers allowed them to go off. Obviously, with the kind of money they're on and the freedom they've got, they can afford to just fly off on a whim to um, to another country. So you know, fair enough. Enjoy enjoy those couple of days. Would you do that? Would you do? I mean, I guess I guess so. Like. I guess Portugal's okay, but I assume they went Saturday night and they've got to be back Tuesday. So Saturday night, so they get there, let's say, by the time they get on a flight after Manchester United, let's say they fly out of Manchester Airport, let's say. So you know, the game finishes, five, six, seven. You're not flying out till eight, 8 o'clock at night. You're not getting to Portugal for until 11 o'clock at night. Plus it's two hours ahead or an hour ahead of Portugal. So midnight. So you're getting there midnight, Sunday morning, let's say. And you've got to be back Monday night. Is that worth it? Is it worth it? I don't um, know. Maybe it is. I'm not sure I could be asked to be honest. It'd be too much I effort. I can't be asked. No, I couldn't I'll be just either. Go home, chill. Yeah, or home. you know, I mean, maybe maybe go down south for a couple of days. Even then, like the fact the, the faff of getting there. It's not like you can just get on a plane and, and and you're off. I mean, I guess some of them can do that, but you still got to go back to the airport and check in and go back, and then you know, it's not like you. Fl- I mean, you're fl- probably flying to Birmingham. I would have thought on the way back in, but still, then you've got to get back, and then you've got training the next morning. More hassle than it's worth for me. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I could be asked. I mean, saying that the, the kind of money they're picking up, you know, maybe I change my I change my mind if I was on on that kind of wedge. But uh, nah, I'm not sure. I, I, I just want to go home and sleep. To be honest, sleep exactly. Um, Everton, 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 Everton uh, at home on Saturday. Look, it doesn't look like um, it's going to be a, a guaranteed game changer for Everton. Whether they the win, lose or draw, well, win probably win, and they're probably safe. I would have thought, but it looks like it's going to go down to the last game of the season for them. But Wolves can definitely put a nail in the coffin, I would have thought, um, if they do win this game. Well, Everton have got beaten quite easily by Manchester City, as you'd expect. I thought City was superb on that day. I don't know if you watched any of that game. Gundogan, oh my God, absolutely ridiculous. But uh, at the same time, last game of the season, there's a few people who will be making their last home game in front of the Molyneux crowd um, in their Wolves careers. I think that's absolutely guaranteed, Liam. I'm not saying there's going to be everybody, but there's going to be plenty of people there who we think maybe the odd surprise one who we, who we won't think who, who will be having their last game in front of them all in new crowd so they'll want to put a bit of a show on I would have thought um, saying that you know if we start getting all sentimental and, and lose focus then Everton who are absolutely nailed on sharp they'll get beat it's simple as that they'll get beat because they are playing for their lives so I think Julian and we've discussed this before uh, will will not want to lose this game or want to win the game but he will not want to go out and make it all sentimental and, and make it an easy game for Everton. How do you see it working out? Do you feel like it's going to be he'll pick his best 11 and then if those players fit in with it, great. If they don't, they'll probably be on the bench and we might see them, we might not, depending on uh, how the how the the game script is working out. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he'll play his best eleven with an eye to one or two players fitting into that, if possible. So the big one for me, which I would not be surprised at all, is if Jamatino comes in from the start, um, or at, or at the very least comes on, um, because of course he wasn't in the squad uh, at Old Trafford yeah. a couple of days ago. Uh, Jimenez coming back in and uh, and obviously coming off the bench, so. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he comes in in some capacity and gets an opportunity because I think it's very very likely still that he's going to be departing at the end of the season, um, and there'll there'll be big decisions to make with a few others. Raul being one, Johnny, potentially eight Nori. Obviously Neves will probably he's always in the you know a best starting eleven anyway, but potentially his final game uh, at uh, at Molyneux. So I don't believe Lopetegui, and of course he said this publicly already, but I don't believe he will allow sentiment to get in the way. But I think if he can try and give a couple of players an opportunity within the context of the game and trying to win the game, I think he will do that as well. So um, away from that as well, you've got to remember the more important thing for Lopetegui, and he said this publicly as well, the more important thing for him is giving players an opportunity that he actually wants to see for next season, i.e. Bentley coming in at Old Trafford. Another one that springs to mind, a glaring one for me, is Bubakar Traore, the manager really likes him, was gutted when he was injured uh, in Marbella, was really excited by him. Since then, results picked up since he was injured. Jao Gomez came in and it looks like a real gem and he's not been able to get a chance back in the team. It would not shock me at all to see him in the next two games be on the bench at least. So I think obviously having not played since November, I'd be surprised if he starts a game, but to be on the bench and be, you know, and get a few minutes. So these are the kind of decisions that, I think he'll make. Do I think he all of a sudden is going to play Johnny and Raul and Ait Nori from the start? I don't think so. I think that I think that's far too uh, ambitious or fanciful, to be honest. Just trying to try trying to give some players who have given some good service to Wolves an opportunity to say goodbye. I'm not sure he'll do it in that mm. way. Um, he's not been around long enough. It might be easy for him to to pick some of these players, I guess, because of the insipid performance that they put on on Saturday at Manchester United. So there's a lot of those players, I think, like you said, came on in the second half who, and Wolves looked a bit better. I thought Huang looked better. Not Obviously, Huang's going to be contracted for a while, but you know the likes of Daniel Pedence and, uh, and and Raul Jimenez that did fine, I thought, um, in the game. And you know if he was going to change it, was going to change formation, was going to change some players' personnel, even the likes of Diego Costa, I would say, um, that they're probably going to be probably maybe from the outside looking in um, for this Everton game. Yeah, potentially, potentially. I mean, if, if I'm honest, I think he'll stay with four four two and probably play Costa again. You've got to remember Costa's also out of contract at the moment. Probably mm-hmm. unlikely that he stays around. So um, he, he's one that you know last home game of the season. The fans obviously taken to him. That I think probably will get that chance from the start. But it's not really a chance because he's been playing so regularly anyway so that seems like a a pretty obvious tapping for Lopetegui to to take and if it doesn't work out you, you bring him off to a stand innovation at Molyneux mm. so um, there's there's plenty of uh, options and opportunities here for Lopetegui but for me I think he tries to win the game with an eye to one or two players more that he wants to see than sentiment but maybe a Matinho being one that that gets that uh, that gets that call up. So um, no, it, it, there's plenty of decisions, as I say, and, and you're playing a, a team in Everton. Yep, you got thrashed the other night, but I've got two games left. Are still well in this relegation battle, and it's a massive game for them. Huge, huge game. And bear in mind, they've got Bournemouth at home last game of the season, um, which could be their chance to get out of it. But they could give themselves an unbelievable opportunity by getting a result at Molyneux. 
Obviously, Wolves' home form is well, has been exceptional in the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, you just hope that they're not on the beach. I don't think Lopetegui will allow that. I think he'll, you know, in the integrity of the of the competition, he'll want them to to be or at it. And there's some players that still need to prove themselves, so they should be at it. Um, but you do get that little worry that they, you know there might be something in it for Everton to to nick a result. Yeah, and saw both spectrums at Brighton, didn't we? We'd go there and, and get beat six 0 Brighton go there a week later and win five one. So bizarre, really. And um, Brighton, um, Everton go there to uh, you know a week later and win five one. So in, insane. Uh, look, if they're not on it, they'll get beat. I think it's, it's as simple as that. So they've got a good record against Everton, and I feel like if they if they play to the capabilities, they should. I, I don't think they will lose the game, Liam. But like you say, it will be interesting to see uh, attitude wise on, on that game. Yeah, definitely. I think the attitude is, is actually the, probably the key word because um, the players have to show that they're up for not just necessarily playing for their Wolves' futures, but having some sort of good end to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, remember last year, it was a brilliant season for the vast majority. Last 10 games, it all fell apart. Wolves finished 10th. And it was a bit negative going into the yeah. summer. I, I think that carried over a little bit. Um, you want to come into this with... Positivity. Look, are you going to go and beat Arsenal away last day of the season? It's unlikely, possible, but unlikely. Finish off the season at home at Molineux in front of your fans with a good performance and a good result. And I think that will go a long way to uh, to building in the summer. We didn't get a winner last week, or we did get a winner, but it was unclaimed. So it's a rollover, rollover for the uh, the score prediction this week, Liam. You nailed it. Can you nail it again? I'm going to go first. I'm going to say it's going to be uh, Wolves 1, Everton 1. I'm going to make it easy because I was going to say the exact same. Oh, one one. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. I could, I could, I could have switched it up. I thought, you know, I'll stick to my my beliefs. I'm, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. And we'll add, a, we'll add a little, we'll add a little bonus gift in there if you get it for the rollover. So um, a mystery gift. Mystery. Uh, so Exciting. mystery, mystery gift. So uh, fingers crossed. One one. Look, um, that's it. Mailbag will be later on this week. We'll be answering your questions. Uh, for all those who are coming to the show, I would I would say as well, we've got some prizes on the night and it's not going to be an auction, it's going to be a bit of a raffle. So everyone will get a raffle ticket when they go into Molyneux uh, from our beautiful people at the door who'll be collecting tickets, etc. or making sure that you're not um, illegally in there. And you'll be able to purchase uh, a, little, a little strip um, or two if you wanted to... Excuse add me? Your, uh, <laughs> tell you what, later on, 10 o'clock at night, anything I'm, goes. I'm not cheap. If you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to give yourself more of a chance, then there will be strips there available to buy. So um, I think it's five. I think it's going to be a five or a strip. So, but we need cash. Make sure you bring cash with you because that's what we can deal with. We can't take cards. So um, take a little bit of cash with you on the night. Cannot wait to see you all, guys. Again, we'll talk a little bit more about this later on in the week. But uh, next Thursday, uh, it'll be episode three hundred. Hope you enjoyed episode two nine eight two nine nine. Mailbag for Everton will be later in the week. For me, from Keenan, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye. Better retreat, cause we're on the attack. The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. We're Wolverhampton. We're on our way back.